Alrighty, welcome to episode 541 of the Train Smooth Podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, it's nice and simple. All you got to do is jump on through to the website, which is trainsmooth.com. And that's what Russell did. He sent, jumped on through to the website. He clicked on that little icon on the home page there. It says submit your question. He clicked on that and he wrote that he's a fellow Tasmanian, which makes him super awesome. Uh, just a good bloody fella. Uh, he writes, he's just finished his first tri season. He's part of doing sprints, aquathons, and duathlons in Tri South, which is the um, south of Tasmania. Uh, my question for my first is I am planning on doing the 70.3 in Hobart and will be my first at this distance. I did the sprint series locally and I transitioned and I transitioned didn't worry about oh, in transitions I didn't worry about socks and running and riding uh, for running and riding easy for me to read. Uh, is it worth spending the extra minute or two with socks for the 70.3? So um yes for the run uh, no for the bike depends if the reason we do, um triathletes doesn't wear socks in race on the in particular on the bike is we come out of the water our feet's all wet we're generally run, running up into transition we've got bloody sand on our foot in between our toes we've got leaves stuck to our bloody feet and then we're wanting to jump onto a bunch so we can be happily paced along the way because it you know even though we're um, 12 meters behind the um, bike in front there's still that small draft um, that you're going to get from it. There's still that small benefit. So, and and just the pacing alone is huge. So if you can get into a good group, so you want to get onto that bike as quickly as possible. So if you muck around um, putting socks on, you run to your bike, you you, you run, run to the mount line, you jump on, you put your shoes on at the same time. Um, and you got socks on. You could be having. You, you could be spending the, the rest of your race with sand in your socks. And by especially if you're talking about a long day, you, you might as well be running on a cheese grater by the end of it. So that's. And then we come into transition. Then we put our in transition two. Then we put our socks on. Then because um, our feet's dried up, we don't want to get the blisters for something like a sprint distance. Um, all good. You don't. You know, five k's. If you're going to be done and dusted before a blister starts to bother you. So um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about, um, depending on the group you're coming out, and it depends if you're going to be putting shoes on, uh, putting your um, feet in your shoes while you're riding. Um, I, I wouldn't worry about socks, but I'll be putting the socks on on the run. It It's best to take that 30 seconds to a minute extra in transition to put those socks on then having to walk the last one kilometer or two kilometers or whatever because you got got some nasty blisters coming through uh what was the other thing i did the sprint series yep uh i am i'm a super veteran athlete at 52 years old my training program my training program out of the internet is Monday swim squad in the morning and a smart trainer bike for 30 to 40 minutes and then a 5 to 7k run off the bike. 
Uh, Tuesday's a swim squad morning and strength in the afternoon. Wednesday is a run for 40 to 60 minutes and a run in the in uh, a road ride in the evening. Thursday is a swim squad morning and then a strength session in the afternoon. Friday is a casual run. Saturday is an ocean swim with between 2 and 3 k's. Excuse me. And Sunday is a long run up to 2 hours or ride same time but looking to increase any ideas on to get the better schedule yeah that looks fine for sprint and olympic distance and not knowing anything about your available training hours too so if that's all your available training hours is um but i would be um thing with the 70.3 and you're going to be out there a while so you need to train to be out there for a while excuse me so for instance um that monday it'd be interesting to see what your swim squads go um i got athletes that do swim squad um one athlete general generally around that 2k mark and then i got another athlete whose swim squads are generally around the 4k mark so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see because um, you're swimming four days a week it'll be interesting to see your swim times compared to your bike and run and how much volume you put in because but if you swim Monday swim squad and then in the afternoon you're only putting 30 to 40 minute bike in and then you're running off the bike with a 5 to 7k run I would I would get rid of that run and make that a 90 minute bike ride i would with the tuesday i'd be doing the swim swim squad of a morning and a strength session of an afternoon with a strength session i'd be um if it'd be uh if it's in the gym i would leave it as is if you're just at home doing um you know planks i would rather that be something else um excuse me uh, wednesday run 40 to 60 minutes i'd be making that a minimum of 60 minutes uh road bike of an evening it'd be interesting to see what that road bike is your evening um you do on a wednesday whether it's um you know just a coffee shop ride or you're going out for 40 minutes going out for an hour going out for two hours um so there's a question mark there i'll I'll assume it's an hour but that's me just completely guessing um and then if that's the case so you've done a strength session either side of that i'll come back to that uh thursday is a swim squad and a strength session Friday's a 40 minute casual run and then Saturday's a, an ocean swim so you say you've got two days in a row where it's just low volume low uh, Saturday if it's just an ocean swim you'd I don't know what your available hours are but I'd be almost tempted to bump that ocean swim and and stick along stick your long bike ride there and I'll give an, I'll give you a reason why and on Sunday you do a two hour up to a two hour long run 
or the same time on the bike. I'd be doing the two-hour bike on the Saturday and the two-hour run on a Sunday, and it'd be a two-hour run on Sunday, unless your body's telling you it, it shouldn't be doing a two-hour run. The reason just about every single triathlete does their long bike ride on a Saturday, long run on the Sundays, because we generally work Monday to Friday, so it fits in with our um, available training hours, but more importantly, we get um, we start that run with some fat- already fatigue in the in the legs from that ride the day before. So I'd be um, so it helps not mimic the last part of the um, the half marathon, but it just helps mimic that early part of the marathon. So we're just getting used to running on tired legs, and then as you get closer to that race, I'd be increasing that volume on that long bike ride to f- to three to four hours. Um, and I'd probably try and make that Saturday ride hilly, um, just grinding those hills as much as, much as you can. Um, and I'd be even tempted to lower the cadence on those hills, you know, 60 RPM, just so you can really try and build some good strength out of it. Um, but yeah, going off that template, I... You're clearly not going to be doing ocean swims during winter anyway, um, so I'd be be bumping, the, doing two hour, making that a two hour bike ride through winter, and um, hilly, hilly as hell. Uh, or if you can't be bothered going out in the um, Tassie winter, um, just jump onto the trainer and do some low cadence work. Start off with any go chop and change between um, a three and twelve minutes low cadence work. Uh, and that's kind of what what you're trying what you got to be looking at I know I'm mumming and ahhing and I'm reading through this a fair bit is you've got your template here so to speak so you constantly um, every single week every single month every single you know chance you get you're trying to optimize what um, your training week can be to, to what how can you improve upon upon it every single week um but it's also got to make you um, as efficient as possible come race day so you can race to your full potential uh, to what um life has afforded you so it's it's easy for me to say you've got to race to your full potential but that full potential may be you needing to be training 23 hours a week but you haven't got 23 hours a week. You may only have 10 hours a week. So, right, so we've got to bring it back. So your full potential to what's afforded to you is 10 hours. So you've got to work out how you can um, really maximise this. Uh, being as aerobically fit as possible is going to go a long way. And um, the course in Tassie, though, I haven't looked properly at it, though I am registered to do it. Um I haven't looked at the course yet because I haven't even th- thought um, that far ahead. I, I, too much has been going on in my, my little world at the moment. But um, so I haven't seen. Apparently, it's the hilliest bike course in 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 Australia. So I, looking at the video package, I'm not sure where the bike goes because where I think those video footages were were shown isn't that hilly in my in my head but um but trying to you, you know trying to get comfortable on those hills so recovered going down the hills um but you 
if you can get as aerobically fit and strong as possible and going you know and that's probably should be your primary objective between now and october just aerobically as aerobically fit as possible and as strong as possible um and then you can you using you can use this same same template through through winter but just try and like you're not really going to get a lot out of a 30 minute bike ride with a five minute 5k run off the bike that that's not really going to get a lot out of that but if you change that to a 90 minute bike ride you're going to get something out of that you change that to, let's say you do your long bike on um sunday because you can't do saturday right i so see you got i'd be making that monday afternoon your long run doing a 90 minute run there then because because we've got that 90 minute mark around so you could there's that option um but it, 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 but having said all that if you're swimming in these swim squads and you're getting and you're averaging 120 pace I'd be tempted to lose one of those swim squad sessions and replace that with something else. If you're swimming in these swim squad sessions and you're averaging two minutes, I'd keep those swim sessions. So there's there's a lot I don't know and there's a lot I'm guessing here. But it's all good stuff. I, I, I enjoy speculating. But... Um, I, would, I would say break... break split split uh, split um break off the next year into or until february when this race starts break it up into four week blocks and just have um objectives for the you know up until october or thereabouts as i said uh, let's build some aerobic fitness and build some strength some some um specific strength that's going to help you from october through to december and then from december through to race day um so we're just we're, we're just going to be splitting up in four week chunks and just ticking the boxes and then at the end of each four weeks at the end of each week if you want but at the end of four weeks review what you've done what you've done is it working how are you seeing improvements in 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 um what you've been working on and then you go yeah i feel more you know i rode up that hill i felt good actually yeah that's improved you you want something a little bit more validating than just how you feel uh there is that how you feel does come into it but um i i can yeah i i can speak on behalf like on personal experience uh, my current training i've never trained for an ironman ever 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 been this mentally fresh i'm physically fatigued all the time i'm i struggle to bloody you know sit on the toilet seat half the time but mentally i'm as fresh as i've ever been um so but i'm but but looking at the actual raw data so um you got this off the internet i'm assuming you've got a training log that's not strava um so you can actually see what what power numbers you've been putting in over certain times um what paces you've been able to hold for 400 meters are you what um heart rate are you holding over a 20 minute period and you know there's ways to measure improvement so you um 
and then you can just optimize it every four weeks. Just look at what you've done. Um, do you need to, you know, maybe you're not progressing as much on the on the run, so and you, and you might be a little bit ahead on the bike, so maybe there's some compromise there, or it's it's a constant juggle. But I'm not sure I answered your question properly, so. Feel free to shoot me a message, and I know you've sent this email nine days ago, and I do apologise. Um, I'm I'm still playing catch up on on all the podcasts, but uh, shoot me shoot me in more questions as you as you go, mate, and I might have better answers for you. If you guys have any other questions, trainsmove.com is where you want to be. Until next episode, hooroo!